0: the intro again. <laughs> oh, God. Don't, please don't. You really gonna
1: do this? Yeah, f- it's our show, we do what we want. Oh my God, no, not another freaking wrestling podcast.
2: Yay! Yeah. Like I said, I don't get
1: people watching
2: So, either you love me or you don't. I love you. I love you too.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Not Another Freak the Freaking Podcast. freaking
2: podcast! And I'm your host, Shane. Fucking Daniels this week, cause fuck you, JD, again.
3: And I'm your host, Will, and I'm exhausted and tired after a lot of drinking and watching death matches.
0: <laughs> and I'm Jake. I am the fucking wrestling dad at Eagle Pro Wrestling, getting to have my my happy, proud dad moments all fucking night. Enough f bombs for you. <laughs>
1: I'm JD, and I'm just wondering if I'll ever do the intro again.
2: Hey, JD, welcome to the show. Yeah, Good to you. have you. Welcome back.
1: You got uh, that intro on the last episode.
2: Yeah.
1: Didn't you go back I, and listen know, to I, it? You know, I edit these things. I edit these things. I, I listen to that. All I heard was, welcome back to ha 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 ha. So fuck you guys. Fuck
3: you guys. That's not the name what of the, the show. It's called Not Another Freaking Wrestling Podcast. Not ha 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 ha. Yeah. This is a Joaquin Phoenix show or something? Yeah, I thought you would know that since you edit it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <sighs> All right. You know how much <laughs> that mute button cost me from Wish, brother? So much. So many well, diamonds. second right? only fans. Yeah, and it took. Fo- I had to order this fucking thing months ago to fucking get it too, asshole. Yeah. <laughs> We've been building to that.
1: So. So let's talk about this last week of wrestling, and obviously we're gonna start out with the turn we all knew was coming but didn't want to happen. So you did it for J well, Uso finally turned on Sami Zayn.
3: Oh yeah, I already forgot about that.
1: How did you forget <laughs> about that? What the fuck? <laughs> I don't
3: know. Like it was, it was neat, but I definitely think that that was out of. Let me just go ahead and say I'm tired of everybody being like, oh my god, Jay Uso's going to fucking Hollywood. He's such a good actor. I'm begging y'all to watch any movie.
1: Damn. <laughs> just any movie. Any
3: movie. movie. <laughs> he is wrestler good actor, but that does not mean he is a good actor.
2: Do you think he would have did a better job in uh wrong side of town? Yeah.
3: Just swap <laughs> it out
0: for, for Batista. We're or, or cooking with we gas. Yeah, three. No, categories. no, swap
1: it out for RVD. Batista's fine. Put Batista now back in that movie and then swap him out with RVD. And you'd have a great movie.
0: Well, that's no, not we fair. Can't... Van Damme can't act. He was just being Van Damme. Yeah.
1: He was that giving was a, a the Matt Damon problem. performance
3: where it's just, he just here, is, here is the dude that has been dropped into this plot. And also, hi. And you're going to tell me <laughs> Jey Uso could give out those Spider Man one liners? <laughs> Not unless he smoked as
0: much weed as Van Dam or quality of weed as Van Dam. I mean, fuck, we've all his seen His brother doesn't get insane. drunk enough. Well, was going to say, look what happened. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
1: Oh. oh.
0: You're over here talking about the <laughs> I'm actually trying to help put the guy fucking over, and then you're the one that buries him. There's a plot twist. <laughs>
1: Does it say, like,
0: look at Shane in the second half of our episodes, and the edibles kick in, for fuck's sake. <laughs> wow. Shane sees the curvature of the earth and shit, and we're just over here like, Shane, you all right, buddy?
3: <laughs> Shane has the concrete proof that the world is not flat.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just
0: We all know it's banana-shaped. We've seen Holy Grail.
1: Yeah. So how did you guys feel about that segment? Did it work for you?
3: Uh, Honestly, it did and didn't. Like, it did its job, but nothing about it was like, God damn, this is so good. Because it was very painfully predictable. Like, if anything, I think the MVP of that segment was Jimmy. Jimmy in the that. ring, getting real, like seeing him get all heart. he was in his, his brothers turned on him, and then seeing his head just slowly rise up, cackling after Jay Super kicks him. Jimmy was the MVP of that bit.
2: I don't think. I don't think he turned on him though. To. Because he wanted to. He turned on him because he knew if he didn't, then Jimmy was gonna get fucked in the end by Roman. Yep. This whole story I still think this whole story is going to end with Jay beating Roman.
1: Not for the Bills. I I hope it does. I hope it comes down to a singles match between the two and Jay gets goes over. Well, I'm always down for a Roman loss. Let's go. It makes sense, man. It brings the story full circle.
2: Actually, Jake, I have something I have to tell you. All right. He's pregnant. I have,
1: <laughs> I have
2: concrete proof that you, my friend, acknowledge your
1: tribal chief.
2: Oh, fuck. Off. Roman Reigns. Yep. He
1: does. He does. How? You
3: actually snitched on yourself that you acknowledged him. You
2: even told me you threw that finger to the sky. Last night, when you were wrestling, you got up to do your diving headbutt and you threw up the one and there's a picture of it.
0: So, yeah. Now, who was do- you know who was also doing that 30 years ago?
2: Roman Reigns. fucking Savage. Who gives a fuck? You he acknowledged your
1: Roman tribal Ray. chief.
2: No. They acknowledge me. your
1: daddy. Goodbye. Jake is not happy about this.
3: I just, I'm a sucker for character growth and all that hatred. It's kind of like whenever a dude's really fucking homophobic when they're a teenager and then it turns out they were gay all along. You guys are doing
0: some real fucking mental gymnastics to connect those two fucking dots together. We weren't
3: the ones that threw up the one and then did a failed headbutt. So uh we, we all know flips is
1: your shit. So let's talk about uh who will is, but in this segment Cody Rhodes made the same. Cody oh, the boy! You know, boy. Me, hold on before we
2: start. We were <laughs> me and Jake were sitting there at, before the show was started and somebody actually came up and asked they us They wanted where to, where to know what they, they, they why the boy is. So we explained the whole process of me photoshopping the fucking cigarette and posting them in the zoomies. And we were just, I said, the group chat was just like, hey, what do we want to put him in front of? And I was like, this looks like a bodega type picture. I just know
3: that because while you, you were like- doing that and we were all talking about it, Jake and I were working and we kept stopping like every 15 feet, just dying laughing at what more shit. You would post or us being like, add this, add this, what about this? So and good. I know we had to look crazy as fuck to the people <laughs> in their houses. Because
0: we're in these like upper middle class fucking wasp neighborhoods and we're just walking. That was the day with the weird windy sidewalks.
3: Yeah, that shit, mm, that shit bugs so me. We're
0: taking <laughs> these fucking Candyland ass paths and. <laughs> Every couple of feet we're stopping and just like pissing ourselves laughing. I feel it's
2: like, like I man. feel like we needed to to explain this to everybody because like we just kind of started doing it and just posting <laughs> pictures of it without <laughs> any kind of like explanation. So now you know we the just photoshopped shit because that's what I do and and we were just adding zoomies and, and fucking all these different things, and it was kind of like okay, cool. And then, like, also another thing, kind of a running thing, because we talk about Cody crying all the time, is we added, I added that picture, and JD was like, you need to put the crying Jordan face in there. <laughs> and so I did, and it was like, this is a fucking work of art. <laughs> then, like, then we talked about uh mjf and i was like there's a picture of him crying and i was like i'm just gonna put everybody on there fucking crying yeah oh, we needed
0: the the wrestlemania 12 crying sean or the lost oh, my God. smile God. promo crying sean we need that one did you
3: put crying big show on there no i, I did not which but... time
1: <laughs> yeah about the time he got many blind. million times
2: I tried to find Mark Henry. honestly. I tried to find the retirement Mark Henry one where he starts to cry with the salmon suit. Yes, and yes. I was like, I got to put this on here, and I couldn't find a good picture of it. All right, all right, we went off track.
1: <laughs> Cody Rhodes came, <laughs> came out to save. Cody Rhodes came out to save Sami Zayn. How do we feel about that? Besides Will, because we know how Will feels. Well, they're just uh,
2: acknowledging. They know they have a fucking problem. They know that Sammy, everybody wants Sammy to win the fucking belt.
1: I don't know how much much of a problem they have, though, because I I don't know how much of a problem they have. That crowd is still popping for Cody. Yeah, but they're still popping bigger than shit for fucking Sammy, too. I I mean, I get that, but it's not like. Cody's not getting the pop. He's still getting not equal pops because, I mean, they're different Okay, well, storage. let me just
2: let me tell you this. If you don't think, let me tell you this now. Anytime Kevin Owens is out there, what are they chanting? Sammy. Anytime the fucking bloodline's out there, what are they chanting? Sammy. I don't hear them chanting Cody. I hear them chanting Sammy every time. Anytime Roman's on screen, what are they chanting? They're not fucking chanting Cody Rose. They're chanting fucking Sammy. That's not a problem? I don't think so. They haven't hijacked it yet. They haven't hijacked it yet. You know why they cut the promo
1: short with Paul and fucking Cody? Oh, I know. I know. They didn't want one of the fans to hijack the promo. I get it. But I just... They haven't hijacked anything from him yet. And they've had an opportunity. Well, because they got cut
2: off, got cut off, and then you put them together. So now it doesn't matter if they're chanting Sammy because they're out there with Cody. It's a smart strategy.
3: You know, what would be Sam. a smarter strategy.
2: Let's hear it, Will. Everybody, not putting not
3: putting Cody in the main event of fucking WrestleMania when he is nowhere near one of the hottest acts in the fucking company right now.
1: All right, let's oh, yeah, let's stay that. on that track and uh, talk about Logan Paul then, because that's how I feel Paul. about Logan Paul. And he oh. knocked out Seth Rollins.
3: That shit's getting a lot of buzz for that match, and I am blown away at like why. Well, they you had
0: have to do Steph something. Since, well, and they had to do something since Jackass's brother got knocked directly the fuck out in his little boxing match.
1: I mean, it's going to be a good match. Let's not lie. I mean, they're they're both great athletes. It's just, I don't like Logan Paul.
2: I don't like Seth Rollins either. Here's, okay, well, here's the thing. Logan Paul generates money. It's like, I get
3: why they're doing it. I'm just surprised at the fans being this excited for their match.
2: Because Seth Rollins is the fucking hero now. He's taking out the fucking trash he doesn't want him there you think all these promos about him just kind of like saying whatever he wants to say about people like CM Punk is it's all by design you're drawing them in
3: yeah I mean he's the architect
1: (laughs) so yeah
3: Wade response I've ever heard Will good job
0: let me
1: pull you guys real quick on something should John Cena put Austin Theory's testicles in his trophy case
3: Yes. Fuck yeah. Why not? I am all for removing pedophiles genitals. <laughs> well,
0: I was just I was going to follow that up with goddamn fucking Cena over here doing his best Triple H impression.
1: Yo, Where he, he cooked the kid? fuck out of him.
3: Yeah, yeah fucking Cena bills, was, fucking was better cooking. than mine. <laughs> Something I just like that you can see exactly when it was that something changed in Cena's brain from bald spot no no, <laughs> no. where it, it was, was like highlight it was that CM Punk feud where punk was just bodying him on the mic and then Cena was like never again
1: <laughs> now
3: that happened friend Verbally eviscerates anyone he feuds with, and it's incredible.
0: That's to throw back to twenty years ago.
2: Yeah, he's just not rhyming when he does it. Um, well, I mean, that crap. dude he made about fucking Big Show for their WrestleMania match was fucking hilarious. The one he did on Zach Gallen. Oh and- yeah. Your
0: whole career is prosthetic. Half your body's plastic. Do us all a favor and hop your ass in the traffic. i fucking died. (laughs) I needed a sense of being for that one. Like, fuck. You really
2: don't realize what you lost until you lose it. And I feel like that's why everybody's like, John Cena's the GOAT. And John Cena is the best. Because, like, we didn't appreciate his ass when he was there. And now that he's in Hollywood and he's... You know, coming back every so often, basically becoming rock. Mm. It's like you know there's gonna be one day there's not gonna be a John Cena.
0: Yeah, no, it's just like the the Hogan nostalgia run in the early two thousands. the same thing. Everybody was sick of Hogan's shit, and then he comes back and everybody's like, Hey, look Hogan's here, yay! You know, it's the same thing. It was like, Oh, we missed you, John. We were mean to you, John. But the yeah.
3: difference is is that Cena can still put on a good match. And can still take bumps.
0: Well, I mean, with Hogan, though, it was never about a good match. It was all about the, you know, Hogan gets his ass whipped. Does the shaky leg sell? I have to say. Eww, and then we go home.
2: I have to say, in my fucking, one of my favorite matches, I don't like Hogan at all. I'm not, by any means, a Hogan fan. But one of my favorite matches from WrestleMania is the Rock versus Hogan match. Because it was put together so well. And it really worked to Hogan's strengths at the time. And it really showed how much of a professional rock was. Because he didn't have to make him look as good as he did. And meanwhile, Austin's in the back kicking himself in the ass
0: for turning that spot down. Yeah. Because it was supposed to be Steve. And then he got stuck with Scott. And then, you know. That did give us the best stunner cell of all time though.
2: Yeah.
3: What do but you mean Linda McMahon wasn't? That wasn't match Scott was one. that bad?
2: Oh,
0: the Linda McMahon cell. Sweet Zombie
3: Linda. So how about my boy, the GOAT, Rey Mysterio Jr. getting inducted into the Hall of Fame by the only real choice possible, Conan.
2: Yeah, we were uh, discussing this last night and I was like, wow, they're really going to give Conan a live mic? Which I countered with, well, they gave Scott Steiner a fucking live mic. Yeah. And then I countered his counter with he also had his brother up there to keep him in line. So, Yeah, but he also Scott did not be
0: tamed. Well, he also had didn't have those uh, Shoney's paychecks rolling in no more. From that, <laughs> from yeah. that Shoney's he owns. Does my he not my, my have only the regret anymore? about that
2: the whole thing is never going to that Shoney's.
0: Well, I thought Shoney's, like as a franchise, is shut down. Is that another thing?
2: No, his just shut down.
0: Oh, because we oh. had like three in Dalton, and we don't have any
2: anymore. Yeah, I got a couple up here. Oh, well, okay. Yeah, but oh. uh, you know, talking about Rey Mysterio, it's well deserved. Um, yeah, it's a good first entry. I'm sad
3: because I think. If they're giving him the Hall of Fame induction now, then I'm assuming he has already at least told them, like, I'm wrapping up here soon.
2: You think, usually, usually, you think the you match sh- at the... You think his match at WrestleMania could be the last? No.
3: I mean, I that think would we've be... we've still got another year, but I think we've got just a year. And that makes me sad. I know he's got to be fucking hurting, but... I love Ray. Ray, honestly, man, been I think
0: professional since he was 15 years old. Let
1: the man rest. Yo, I think from him? I think Dominic retiring him at WrestleMania is best case scenario. Yep, Dominic man s- after that. I
3: still think the best case scenario is mask versus hair. Ray beats him, and then we get bald prison Dom to bring Dominic to a whole new level. Now, we'll, they'll end up doing, like, hair versus career or some shit, and then
0: Ray Ray gets to go out with his head up.
2: Oh, you think he's just going to retire after that match? I mean, why wouldn't he? He just wrestled his
0: son at the biggest possible show he could. Because What's I need head head him to save us out?
2: from Bodega Boy. Why not Boy? give him the fucking rub, though? Who? On the way out. That's what I'm saying. Like, let him, you know, but I'm talking over. about letting Dom beat him. Yeah, that's, that's what, what saying.
0: I'm saying. Let Dom beat him, and then Ray can you know go off into the sunset with his head, at, with his head up. He puts his his fucking son over at WrestleMania. How fucking cool would that be? You tell
3: me you wouldn't do I that, Shane? I I'd think that's the best case that. scenario. Yeah. I don't know about y'all, but I would not put my child over. <laughs> I mean, I've had All to do it uh...
1: before. <laughs> Let's talk about uh, AEW Revolution just real briefly. Uh, I didn't watch much of it. I watched highlights of that Iron Man match. But the story of the night was them putting over their young stars. God
3: damn, they built their youngsters. Ricky Starks opening it up by beating Chris Jericho. Thank God he's free from the Jericho void now. Hopefully. Um, to for, No, because Jericho's already... I think, going for another feud. Uh, He's going trios, right? Yeah, which, not going to lie, really excited at the team of him, Garcia, and Guevara. I hate Sammy Guevara, but I like that as a trio unit. I think that would be a good trio unit. Which, on the topic of trios, holy fuck House of Black versus the Elite was so goddamn good. and I'm so glad House of Black went over. And it felt like everything about that match it felt like they had two objectives on the agenda, which was tease Kenny Omega versus Malachi one-on-one and make Brody King look like a monster. And they very much did that. I'm ready to see Kenny and Malachi do their shit, but Brody looked so goddamn good.
1: Got a Ruby Soho hill turn.
3: That was... Fucking lame. So I I had to go back because while I was watching it, it I thought that the match ended in a DQ and I got really fucking mad <laughs> because it was a triple threat and I didn't realize that Jamie did pin her and then they did that shit and we're dinging the bell. Yeah, uh, but I mean it's it's whatever. I mean you got to do something to try to salvage S- Soraya.
1: All uh, right. So how about that Iron Man match?
0: We're going to it talk was... about the spot?
1: Yes. I want to talk about the spot.
0: Fuck them kids. Fuck them kids. Yeah, like man get his heat.
1: Now, now, normally I agree with you. In this particular instance, he grabbed a cup that he did not know what was in it and threw it at a child who was not paid to be there. So My thing is,
3: no. The only thing to me that I'm like, okay, no, that is bad, is that it was a cup full of
1: tequila. That's the problem. He's he to didn't know. Know. That's the okay. problem. Well, he now wasn't he got to th- know. He just grabbed the fucking cup.
2: Yeah, well, now he helped that family get a paycheck. There you go. Good guy, MJF. Exactly. <laughs> Fuck them
1: kids. See, Truly this, is what them I kid. mean. this feeds into what I was talking about, where I said it feels like he's peaked because he's having to, if he's having to do shit like this to get heat, like, come on. Come on.
3: No, I see. I told y'all as soon as the match was done in the group chat, we got to walk back all the MJF doubting and slander because he definitely proved himself with the Iron Man match. Brother, he's a he left my own fucking heart
0: with that one. You're talking he to the dude that looked good. at a kid at Ego Pro and told him he hoped his parents
1: died. I mean, really, I'm also talking about the the dude baby. who said he. Aver- I'm about to say the ugly baby. That's dude, like the most interesting story. Look at that ugly baby.
0: I, I never want that. That to be started a good fucking point. World War Three. Yeah, it just had brother. to be there,
1: brother. That was, was fun. Because but, apparently, uh, the
0: chi- Will, for those that you don't know, and anyone listening that doesn't know, apparently the child that I pointed out and said, "Look at that ugly baby," who's who I could not see, I could not discern the aesthetics of this child. I was just trying to get my fucking heat, and apparently this child had health problems and almost oh, died. Oh
3: God. Time.
0: So I, I feel for MJF in that situation. How was I supposed to know that the child was fucking sickly and almost dead? How was MJF supposed to know there was tequila in this cup? And what venue gives out tequila and clear plastic solo
2: cups, for fuck's sake? He has a fucking point. Thank you. All right. And I another that little keynote
3: to uh, that. Every big wrestling show I've ever been to just uses plastic cups.
2: Another keynote to the fucking Gila. story about Jake and the baby, I grabbed Jake up and I whispered in ear, I said, that's the funniest shit ever. And <laughs> then I felt like an asshole after they told me that. And I was like, fuck.
1: The rest of this match, though, told a wonderful story. Um you got to see NJF show character development throughout the match, which is very rare. Um, so he just like went from doubting himself to being extremely confident to realizing he couldn't do it in the sixty minutes. His uh, doing it the right way, so he was gonna go back to his cheating ways and do it that way. And I just thought it was such good fucking character development.
2: Yeah, no, just fucking great.
1: I he also like
2: the uh, the devil mask and the violence entrance to. So.
0: But now, don't you feel bad a little bit, JD? Fucking coming down on him for his fucking promo, like that ain't it, man? Trying to look scared and shit. Like he paid it off in the fucking match. How's that crow taste? You got? I the still
1: think pump? no, because I still think every MJF feud is the same.
0: Well, yeah, but every Ric Flair feud was the same. Every Roddy Piper feud was the same. If it works keep using it.
3: Not everyone can be as varied and fleshed out as Ernest the Cat Miller. (laughs) And have robust storylines and varying feuds. But I don't know. He's definitely like, he's I won't say he's one note as a wrestler, because in the ring, he's really solid. I just think promo-wise, he's very much settling into his catchphrase era of yeah. Well, this works, so why change it? Exactly,
1: Dwayne. Use
3: it till it stops working. But it's it's stopped working.
2: I heard you, JD. <laughs> I heard what you just said. So what you're saying yeah. is that he's no more better than Dwayne.
0: Oh, he's. Uh,
2: I'm not wrong. wrong. Uh... But Jake hates Dwayne, but fucking likes it, I don't it, JF. hate Dwayne. Yes. You do. You're like, ah, you oh, it's the you. same thing. Over and over again. I don't hate Dwayne. Smell what the rock is cooking. Whoop your candy ass, jabroni. Catch phrase. Catch phrases. And what Ow. does the JF do? Same thing. And you're like, ah, it's
1: good. When did I ever say I hated Dwayne? I
2: feel
3: like I've heard that before. I've got
1: receipts, bro. I've got receipts. I hate late-game
0: Dwayne because he was lazy, and his promos were push-button. But you're talking about, like, 98, 99, 2000, Dwayne? Wonderful.
2: Okay, fair point, but still. He, he did give us
3: that beautiful moment of burying the dog shit out of Al Snow.
0: And the attempted burial of debuting Chris Jericho.
1: <laughs> he tried. <laughs>
0: And also that fucking systematic burial of fucking daddy
2: ass. God, are you there? Well, and he gave us one of the greatest uh, wrestling moments ever. Him and the Hurricane on Raw. Brother. That was the one shining example
0: of late, late game Dwayne. Mini feud with the Hurricane.
1: Let's shift gears and talk a little bit about local wrestling. Uh, because, you know, apparently it's thriving.
2: Yeah, I went to a show last night. I know that's surprising. I went to a couple shows. I got a super I, uh, from
1: it. I did not go to a show, but another one of our co-hosts went to a show, and I asked him to stay home because he doesn't know how to coexist on a podcast anymore.
0: Did, did you apparently, that building was You blocked
1: from the chat, big guy. I mean,
0: what
2: does it look like?
0: <laughs> well, I mean, you are the fucking admin here. You can dole out the band hammer when you want.
2: I mean, it is technically your show. We're just here for the ride, right?
0: Yeah. You're looking a little Vince McManish over there, buddy.
1: You know, no, it's not even that. It's just that, like, we can't even work. We can't even talk on the pod podcast because he's been every three seconds taking shots, and it just it, it, we couldn't do it this week. So I told him to stay at home and listen to us and see how we do it, and maybe come back next week. I mean, you of all people should know how he is. He's, he's your old tag partner. I, I mean, know, I and that's the reason I that that's the reason I told him to stay at home know. so he can we can chill a Tyler has a short fuse. Okay. Yeah. yeah, he needed to calm down a little bit, so he's gonna chill out this week, and we'll be back next week, and we'll pick up from there. JD done through Tyler's ass in timeout. Anyway, Time Tyler, out, was in Tyler. McDonald, <laughs> Tyler was in McDonald. Tyler was in McDonald last night, and he sent us pictures of the building as packed out uh so yeah. mcdonald's drawing two weeks in a row but i mean it's, oh, yeah. it's still the beginning of the show so we'll see how they're drawing in a month. well I mean, when i went to ego
2: pro last night it was standing room only they were pulling chairs out of offices in the uh, armory they were taking the chairs from us because i was in the back you know and, and just talking to everybody and they had to get the chairs from us uh, real soft solid show um last night too i i do want to note publicly um i got to see a lot of jaden's kids last night and uh afterwards i messaged him because i left after the semi and i messaged him and i just said hey you got a, a great bunch of kids uh, keep it up safe travels
0: and well, just, uh, the pc doing some fucking work out there guys like i've been harping about them fucking kids for a while
2: well, Jake's been telling me about uh, a lot about Casey Owens, and I got to watch him last night mm-hmm. and got the best boy. He pulled me to the side and was, you know, wanted to pick my head for a minute, and you know, I. Did uh, you have something said, in your hair? No, like, pick, pick my brain, and because uh, he has an upcoming match, and you know, he was wanting a strategy. So, and I told him, I said, "Man, I could see you." With a little bit of muscle on you fucking killing it out there and with the style that he was trying to uh put over to me i think it would be real interesting to see that so shout out to Jaden, the pc all those guys killed it
0: well at the last um at the at the last uh year strong anniversary show for twe because we do the the drew game battle royal every year and casey won the last one which was the second ever we did and it mostly came down to, like, Jaden came to me, and he's like, we're thinking about putting Casey over in this thing, because I think Drew would have liked him. And I was like, yeah, he would love loved this kid, you know? And we were watching you dole out some knowledge to some of the folks that were there early last night. And Casey's sitting there watching you, and I walked up, and I was like, you remember how we told you that, like, we'd always thought that Drew would have liked you? He's like, yeah. And I was like, Shane said the same thing. And for real, to me, you were like if Shane and Drew adopted a child and raised it together and taught it to wrestle. And he goes, thank
4: you. <laughs> you, know? And
2: I, you know what? I went out, up to him and I told him, that's what you said. And uh, he said, uh, you know, I forgot what he fucking said, but it was real nice. And he's like, uh, I said, I've, I've heard a lot about you. And he was like, yeah, hopefully it was good things. Um you know, I would have really liked told to him wrestle him only bad. <laughs> I would really like to wrestled him if I was wrestling. I'd like to. Oh, have you'd fun. have a great time, man. Oh He's yeah, good
0: him and He's him good. And that Josh Lock. Th- those two kids are going to be something. They may not get to like Jaden Heights of something,
2: but th- those two kids are going to be something. Like, watch out! For I them. think. They can do anything they want to do. They can get to Jaden Heights if they wanted to. It's just a matter of how much work they want to put in to get to that height. And he always preaches, trust the process. Yep. Um, So I firmly
3: believe out of all of Jaden's babies right now, Casey has the biggest and best shot. Like I would, I can see him being on TV. Oh, he'd be great for, like, NWA or something. Like,
0: he's a little throwback, and I love that kid, man.
1: All right. Um, Jake, you want to put over Katie on the podcast? Oh, Jesus. Man.
0: There's a reason that, like, when we do RCW, that when she shows up and Ben Thrasher sees her, and he goes, there's the MVP. uh, Like, she like, you can visibly watch her as a character, as a performer, grow every time she goes out there. She picks up stuff from, like, from Rev. She picks up stuff from the other uh, the wrestlers. And, I mean, I know the, the first piece of advice that Shane ever g- gave her, she didn't listen to because she's still
2: here. <laughs> <laughs> but what I will say in- about her, since we're going to put her over, I'll put her over. Um, Any time that I... She gets to rarely see me get in a ring and work out or anything. She's always right there Mm -hmm. watching and asking questions and just taking notes. And this is, it kind of falls back to something I told skunk last night. Put your listening ears on and keep your mouth shut and you'll learn a lot. And she does that. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: So shout out to her coming from martial arts, though, that's uh, like a second nature thing to her, because not only did she learn enough to get up to being a fourth fucking degree black belt in in a subset of karate, like she also taught. So she understands like how. You know, there, there's people that are going to be better than you and they're not trying to be pricks like they want you to be better for the growth of whatever it is you're doing, whether it be the karate, whether it be wrestling, whether it be another sport or anything like people that have been doing it longer than you aren't trying to lead you astray, not purposely. So, you know, you may not agree with what they tell you, but listen to it, thank them for giving you, the, you know, their time and move along.
2: Well, I mean, also, a, a good example of that was like last night when you were kind of calling a match and, you know, I was just over there with you and said, hey, you kind of went to the well yep. too many times. Maybe alter that. And you did. Mm-hmm. And it's just like getting a point of view from somebody else because. what's yeah. an unbiased and, opinion. Yeah. Cause I'm gonna think
0: my idea is badass, but like you see a fucking an outside set of eyes, they're like, "Well, maybe," and it's like, hey, you know what, motherfucker, you're right. Like fucking, let's do it that way then. So, I mean, and I'm glad I listened to him because it definitely match flow wise worked out better the way Shane suggested to do it. Also, JD Tiger Kid said hello. Fuck
1: Tiger Kid. Yeah, I saw that <laughs> dude.
2: He came up to me and like, of a friend, bitch. friend. I was like, no, fuck you, motherfucker.
1: So every time I see that son of a bitch, I just tell him to eat a dick. I don't even say anything else. I just say, eat a dick and keep walking. Fuck. Well, him. he asked me when he gets to, when he's going to be on the podcast because we fucking never.
2: Him, a goddamn buddy well, else.
1: I damn never.
2: How <laughs> can you even understand the motherfucker? Because it's so broken. How'd you even get that? Did he draw it out
1: for
0: you? Well, I mean, he spoke a little bit slower. He lives at Barry's house. His English is getting better. He still lives at Barry's house. You, you know, he, can't on the, know.
2: he on... well, the, the only thing, thing he's guys. learning from Barry's house is fucking cuss words. He can say those very well. He told me to go fuck myself one time.
3: He's only, well, only ever been him. nice and cordial with me, so y'all probably did something wrong.
0: Well, fine. If you I guys want him on your... Well, if you don't want him on this show, will can Tiger be on an episode of Guy go <laughs> Yeah, I'll everything out that he says, uh, you will just
1: hear questions and then silence.
0: Well, you realize on the twenty second is it the twenty second? Tyler show's the twenty second, right? Twenty fifth. Twenty fifth. Twenty fifth. I don't know what the fuck I said. think it's twenty to second. Well, he's gonna be there on the twenty fifth. So you're gonna have to talk to him. I don't
1: have to
2: talk to him. No, okay, a he, thing. I'll tell you what Tiger Kid will say to you because this is what he said to me. Exactly, verbatim. Uh, fuck uh, you. <laughs> then I don't need to hear it. Oh, that's what well, he said to me. Fuck that guy. Anyway, why do you guys hate him? Because he said, "Just explain the fucking story to you." Well, why? Like Was well, it because he's beaten
1: you guys? He's never beaten me. Maybe that's it's the not, issue. It's not, it's not that he's beaten me. It's that he oh. knocked me unconscious. That I had a, a concussion after my match with him because he's such a dick. That's Japanese style. That's how they wrestle over there. No, no, he's not supposed to give me a concussion. Fuck that guy.
0: He didn't give me anyway, a concussion.
1: Anyway, anyway, we're we're off track again.
3: And I'm concussion king over here. Jesus Christ. I also so have um, some flowers um, to give. Oh, let's hear it. So ICW came back. Uh, I feel like they, for the most part, redeemed themselves after their last go here in Chattanooga with all that carny, please-come-buy-merch bullshit. Uh, oh, yeah, you had a lot one, of tea to spill that day. N- night one was them kind of jacking the mystery vortex thing that PWG used to do, but it's an ultra-violent vortex, so it's different. But had a little mystery show, and not all of it, but a bulk of it was our local dudes versus their guys and i gotta give my flowers to our twe tag team champions hardway heater and especially sean campbell because sean especially i know he's been working really hard to get his foot in the door for the death match scene and Getting to do it in the little steel cage and then doing so fucking good that night that he got another match the next night in the chains more than proved that not just does he belong in this shit, but he belongs at the top of the fucking pack.
0: Well, I can agree with all of that, I guess. Aside from either. He... I'm still a little miffed at him for throwing me
3: out of the scrumble, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, but, I mean, you should have just wrestled better. Oh, not a whole lot of wrestling going on in a rumble bud yeah and that's why you didn't win it bobby wrestled a bunch and look at him okay that's fair i also don't ride dirt bikes though so yeah and that's also why you lost all
1: right everybody we'll be back right after this interview bobby flacco with your mvps of the week stick around uh enjoy the interview Hi, everybody. Welcome to our interview with Bobby Flacco, the winner of the 2023 Scenic City Rumble. Uh, Bobby, it's great to have you here, man, and congratulations on the big win.
4: Dude, thank you very much, and I appreciate y'all having me. I'm excited to talk to y'all. We
1: appreciate Uh, y'all coming on. Yeah, man man uh so give us a little background information um i know i've been on a, a show with you once or twice jake's worked a couple shows with you but like i don't know you very well so you're informing us as well as your audience give us uh, give us your story
4: oh man i'm uh my name is bobby flacco for those of uh haven't if this is your first time seeing me um i'm from a town called Noonan, georgia um a little southern town or whatever uh really in a few place. times yeah yeah uh it's a it's a pretty little town it's a it's beautiful. It's got some. It's got a good like mixture of like farm because I'm out on the farm, but there's also mm-hmm. like a decent like city. It's got you know good restaurants and good entertainment and stuff like that. So it's a cool little mixture. Cool little mixture for sure. Um, yeah, I fucking been racing dirt bikes most of my life, or when I was a kid, and then I wanted to uh, bring that into wrestling. Or eventually, I started wrestling like five and six years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, under Ar Fox at the mm-hmm. WWA Four in Atlanta, Georgia. And in Atlanta is really where I started training that. So, uh, what was it like training with AR Fox? Oh, he's a man, dude. He's a man. He, uh, I'm super. I didn't really do. I didn't know nothing about him. I didn't know much about. I don't know anything about indie indie wrestling when I went up to the WWA four. I had met a couple of guys. I don't know if you've seen King Garuda or Garuda. He's like a luchador out here in the South. We're homies from high school, and uh, he's the guy that showed me the WWA four. And I went up there and I just met Fox and uh, saw the vibe. It was it was a, definitely the vibe for me. It was like a hard work. It was like work hard, play hard a little bit. It was in the back of a strip club. I'm not saying we were at the strip club or nothing, but like that. But that's, <laughs> that's just a that's just a, a a look into the vibe. You know what I mean? Uh, and it, we we went hard. We went hard. Um, it reminded me of a. Uh, it reminded me of high school wrestling because like nobody's really good at that when they start either. You know what I mean? Um, you wrestled in high school yeah yeah and that's that's what really drew me to it is because like uh you start wrestling in high school nobody's fucking good nobody um it's very rare that anybody knows like because it's all take i mean you got size and shit you can can tackle somebody but like to shoot a double leg takedown and to do like a half nelson and all that shit and pro wrestling reminded me of that a lot because nobody's fucking good at pro wrestling when they when they start nobody you know
1: what I loved, I was an amateur wrestler too in high school. Uh, so, so, what I loved about having the amateur background, I got in pro wrestling is like a lot of the grappling stuff was just everything I already knew. Mm-hmm. It, it yeah. felt like I had a leg up on the competition.
4: Indeed. Especially, I could especially like in the first part of matches, you can throw that shit in. Mm-hmm. And then like cool pins and stuff. Yeah, there's a lot to play with for sure. I don't think it helps you as much as most people would think though.
3: No, no, it does not. Life. Now, I feel like a lot of people assume, like, oh, he's got an amateur background, so that's going to carry him such a long ways. Or he's got this kind of background, and it's like, I don't know that it really prepares you for that level of coordination and
4: stamina. I will say the stamina in real wrestling is way fucking harder than this shit. I'll say that for real. right Re- High agree. school wrestling is, like, the hardest— I, 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 my high school was crazy. Gru was in there. The Finley family was in there. I was on the high school wrestling t- team with David Finley. Uh, okay. Junior. And yeah, so I was talking to him about that, and I was like, "Dude, that shit is still the hardest thing we've ever done, right?" And he's like, "The LA the, the dojos when he first started because that motherfucker is a is a name." And he went from da- he went Black Trunks Dojo from day one. You know that's some real shit. And but he said the dojos were like the, what the harder a little bit harder than high school wrestling. But yeah, like high school wrestling is hardest fucking shit. Yeah, I remember so when I, remember I got they, the I remember, I
0: remember that, that I knew in school that did that shit like the drop in weight and the mm. picking up weight and the, like all that shit. I was like,
1: how do you do it? <laughs> it's horrible. I remember when I got in the army, I kept doing wrestling. I, I wrestled for our uh, Fort Benning post team, and mm-hmm. uh, it was so much harder outside of high school because like you're accountable for yourself at that point. There's no coach like really riding your ass like that, dude. Sorry. Oh my god. That shit was rough. I miss that amateur shit though. Like, uh, the, just the competition of it was so much fun. Yeah. So uh, after you trained and everything, uh, how did you get? where did you get started? Well, who were your first opponents? Notable first things in your career that really stand out to you?
4: My first match outside of, I mean, you have trainings. That's the best thing about the four, the WWE four is we have training matches. So that's a really leg up that I think that we have is we're able to get reps every Thursday and you know actually get out there and wrestle um there was that and then the, after outside of that um my first match was in like a barn against leon ruff actually me and leon ruff uh oh so he was okay. booked and i wasn't in, and i think i pulled up with like i think Cavern canyon told me to pull up and uh yeah we wrestled in like a little fucking antique mall slash barn thing for like 30-ish people who was fired and that was the first thing i really started doing and then uh, you know I just started following people around. That's, that was, like, my my thing. I knew that people were on, like, levels above me. And I can't remember who, like, passed on the advice to just, like, go where the good people are at. So, for me, I was training with, like, Austin Theory and, like, AC Mack and, like, Ashton Starr and shit. So, like, those were basically the three guys that I'm like, okay, well, if they're on a show, it's, it's probably a fucking good one. And I'll go follow them around and try to see what the quality, like, what quality work is like. I mean, obviously, you get your, especially at the beginning, you get your reps. However, you take whatever like will take you. But aside from that, um, I would, yeah, I would try to fo- kind of follow those guys and do the shows they were doing,
1: and trying to pick up from them. Who would you say uh, were your biggest influences, wrestling style wise?
2: Hmm.
4: I don't know, man. I, uh. I guess like inspiration wise for sure, just like Ray and Eddie, I got a weird like influence spear of wrestling for sure. Um, a lot of it since I've been training is a lot of like Air Fox, especially like the the little in between type stuffs. Like I can't obviously steal his moves, even if I was physically able to. You shouldn't steal the cool stuff, but I, uh, you know, I'll steal his the way he gets from from one little way point or from point A to point B or whatever, you mm-hmm. know? Um, but like inspiration wise, I was always into like the Ray and Eddie back in the day. That was my thing.
1: So you were, uh, you've been plugging away in the indie scene for the last several years. Uh, you've been kind of around the SCI. I know. You, I think you worked a few cards with them, feature matches and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> talk about getting involved with them and what that did for your career.
4: Oh it's it's been huge man honestly at first you don't um know what the what they can actually do you know what i mean it's hard to gauge like what these indies are doing but SCI has got something really special and that's nothing against anybody else but SCI truly does have something very special with that especially in the tournament uh and getting involved with them has been awesome man i've always had i think my first match was like a I think they, I think they saw me at action, and I had like a match with Sonico or something. Uh, and then there was like the SCI Futures thing and stuff like that. So I've always been real fortunate to have uh, good opportunities with them. Uh, yeah, so I think the timing's real good. Honestly, I was surprised too. I know I've been plugging in and out of them. I'm not all, the most featured guy at SCI, so that honestly did serve for a good surprise. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's been it's, it's helped me a lot for sure. They, it's a, it's a good place to be.
1: I mean, I don't think people really realize that. Like, that's a you don't know how many people are watching mm-hmm. uh, just live, and then how many people are going back and watching it on demand. Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, you're getting s- featured, seen by thousands of people, potentially hundreds of thousands. Mm-hmm.
4: Getting interviews too. That's I'm, I've never done really interviews before. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. uh, fortunate, huh? Yo, for sure, definitely. <laughs> I didn't really think about it because, like, when you're like a smaller guy, you're like, "All right, I can't get caught up in fucking winning matches." That seems like a way to be depressed all the time. But like, fucking, that's just cool. You know what I mean? When people are happy for you, like, well, especially once you start figuring out your shit, like, once you get pretty good at wrestling, that means that people want. Not most of the time, that means that people want to see you succeed, or like that's indicative of it. So like. And when you do succeed and they're like super happy for you, it's almost like fucking duh. You know what I mean? Of course they're gonna love that shit.
1: So let's uh let's talk about the night of that rumble. Um, when did you find out you were going over? Um
4: I guess that morning I really truly knew that I was going over. Um I didn't then I I hit me up about the dates for SCI. And kind of, you know, that I was going to be in it, but I didn't know I was going to win that rumble uh, until like the morning of or whatever. And yeah, they just hit me up and told me who was going to be in it. Um, Dude, Eric Royals, the man to to be in there with. uh, Made it real smooth. I I study a lot of matches, but to be honest, man, I never thought about a rumble that much. And like spots (laughs) and like how, how to do it, like especially down to two. So was that, that your first
3: time doing a rumble type match?
4: A long one for except except one that I'm not just in there dicking around,
3: you know. Yeah. I was about to say, I mean, you're the Iron Man of the match coming out at number two and going all the way. And I mean shit, you are doing pretty fucking good.
4: Thanks, man. I was just trying, just trying to just breathe deep a little bit and get some good respirations
3: going and fucking make it through y'all definitely had the kids losing their fucking minds when y'all were brawling all around the gym and everything mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. when y'all went to the hallway those kids
1: lost their shit <laughs> they're like wait that's allowed <laughs> <laughs> you could do that i will say when you came out you got the biggest pop of the night oh see. So oh, yeah. yeah. like, oh, for you. sure like I, I was watching on a broadcast i was watching from home um but like definitely I, out of anybody on the card you crowd pop biggest for you and uh, th- those kids were all about you so you definitely have a connection with the crowd and that's pretty awesome to see
4: certainly man thank you I uh I don't know I think I think I think I have been pretty blessed with that for for a decent little time the uh, connecting with the crowd has always been fun with me man it's uh I think about what I would want to see if I was in the crowd you know what I mean when if I've been in like concerts or shows or even like mm-hmm. wrestling shows I'm always like you're always like damn I wish you would like Look at me and go like this. You know what I mean? That's what the little kids thinking when you're watching a show or if you're at a concert, you're like, oh, is he looking at me? Like, even, you know, it's just what the fuck we're thinking for whatever reason. And everybody wants to get involved. So, I think it's awesome.
3: That's definitely something that I noticed about you because first time I got to see you live was a handful of years ago now. And even then, it was one of the first things I noticed was that you. It's not just oh he works the crowd a lot like you feed off of and fuel that energy so and it becomes infectious enough that it seems kind of impossible not to side with you. Now that you start bringing out the dirt bike, it's just gone tenfold.
4: Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that shit. I, I've I've noticed that too. I'm glad I've I haven't been using the dirt bike in the last couple of weeks because of the venues, and uh, I'm glad I'm still getting over without the dirt bike. So that's good. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I've always – the people are why we're there. So it's always been important to me to try to get connected with them.
0: You always like that in the back, too. Like, the, the energy is infectious, man. I walked up and Bob was like, yo, dude, I seen you in a minute. And I was like, he remembers me? Like, I have been
4: <laughs> I think the last time I'd seen you by that point was like, the TWE thing, maybe? Oh, yeah. I was at SCI. Yeah, it had been a minute, bro. Yeah. I was, I'm excited to see you, man. Yeah, <laughs> I was just like – I've been on like maybe three shows, dude. And he's happy to see me. Fuck, dude, that's all right.
0: There was a lot of people that were like that though, backstage at the at the Rumble. Like, hey, and I was seen yeah. in a minute, and everyone's just like, "Dude, I'm so glad you're here." You know, it was that was one of the coolest
4: vibes in a locker room I've ever had. Oh so, man, that's cool. Well, man, maybe we think about you as uh, like you know, especially a lot of guys that have put a lot of time in at TWE. Of course you, of course we know you out there, bro.
1: Yeah um so throughout the course of this match you and eric royal kind of paired off and brought her in the ring i missed a lot of it on the broadcast unfortunately because you know hard cam stays on the ring and everything so tell us a little bit about the the way you paced that out though and the way you guys decided to kind of do the brawl instead of staying in the ring and being the guy that just takes all the bumps
4: we it's a lot of time like just time based you know you can't just do all that rant i mean you can do that randomly but it's kind of difficult uh so we ha- we had a lot of help uh as far as like it was one through 30 putting it together but we were like okay i'll be out there and like at this point you you murder me with this thing and then we'll eventually find ourselves outside and play around to the crowd and it was really a- an-, an attempt to to draw the people to to you know us being the last two or whatever but um wh- what was the question like the actual question my fault man
1: so no i was just wondering um like the decision behind pacing it out or outside the ring, you answered the question.
4: Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, so moving on the, the finish of that match right there, that was probably one of the coolest uh, eliminations for a final two I've ever seen. I think I even, I even said that in our group, we have a group chat. I said that in our group chat, I was like, that was a dope ass elimination. Oh, thanks, man. Uh, so talk about that. How'd you come up with that spot?
4: Um, I had, an, I definitely had that idea, or at least that like, uh, fl- like wheelbarrow flop. It's a wheelbarrow like floppy over type finish. I had done that in a run for like a million years ago, like at the at the WWA four. And I think Ray does it. I think Ray's done it before. Uh, so that actual like move, like I kind of thought of, and then like the back half was you know with the interactions. Um, Eric had most to do with that, but then we just you know. We just start putting it together. I'm like, dude, if I go back for the, I bet you can catch me out the air on that cutter. And people are going to think that, you know, all right, he's finally about to fuck Bob up. And then at the very last second, if I pull in and just fucking drag your ass over, it'd probably be pretty cool. And he's a fucking, he's a pro. He took it. He took it amazingly. And, you know, he's he's awesome to, you know, work with in the back and stuff, too, for sure. So we kind of had a little bit of an idea, but, you know, we get in the the lab and things just flow, you know.
1: Yeah, it it looked really good on the broadcast. And I'll say, as soon as he caught you, I was like, all right, Eric's going over right here. (laughs) Yes.
3: (laughs) There was so many points once it got down to y'all being the final two that I was like, damn, Eric's totally about to dump his ass out. This sucks that he went all this way. And then, (laughs) sure enough, you came out on top. Yes,
0: I did need one thing clarified for me, Bob, because there was one point I think Eric was the one that did it to you. He did that like fucking body slam into the corner, into the turnbuckles on you. And I'm dude, like that looked rough. Like I was and it looked like your head went and you rolled out of the ring. I even grabbed a ref. I was like, dude, go check on him because that
4: looked gross. Oh, <laughs> Is he man. good? Were you all right or was that planned? It was good. And for uh, some fucking how it, he told me it was going to be fine and it was
0: <laughs> Dude, it uh, looked gnarly from where I was. I was worried about you because you you feel like dead dropped
4: off the apron. I was like, fuck he, I hope he's okay. Yeah. Somebody go check him. Dude, yeah, thanks for sending the refs. There's there I there was refs there checking on me for sure. Okay. That some lady kept giving me ice. That was my favorite part. I was down down that shit. I was down there and I was like, she was like, do you need ice? And at first I thought, I, I thought she was just real checking on me. I was like, "No, nah, I'm fine. And then I kind of was like, wait, like, yeah, let me get some fucking ice, dude. And like, That's <laughs> and pretty Eric, fantastic. And the area, I don't know if y'all saw Eric, like me and him are like passing it back and forth. Like we were like getting back up, up, back and forth on each other. And he got up on me and stole my ice and he starts walking.
1: around. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. That's a fun, spontaneous story to tell in the middle of a match. Damn. <laughs> it was funny. Uh, so after you won, what was the emotion like in the ring for you? What was it like processing all that? Dude, that shit was wild. Um,
4: I don't know. You do turn it up like a, like a little bit.
1: Because
4: mm-hmm. I struggle with like like, I don't know if y'all guys watch Rico when Rico Gonzalez win matches. He's very, very good at that shit, like all the time. Just like even a singles match, he's very like excited and like into it. And I don't think I always bring that to the table. So I really had to, like, you know, I just focused on it and made sure that I really dug deep and like felt it. But most of it was real, man, uh, especially like out getting like outside of the ring. Um, most of it was super real, and when I say I focused on doing more, it's just because I was probably super. I was, I knew I'd be super fucking tired, so I had to make sure I focused on like still making my, you know, feeling my emotion in my face and kind of moving around. Like I don't like what the fuck, you know what I mean? While I'm fucking dead. And then the real emotion was when I was laying on the ground outside and everybody was crowding around. me. That was what the real emotion was.
1: That's awesome, man. It was a it was a really cool feel good moment, especially for somebody that like. Like I said, no offense, but I would have never guessed you were going to win that match. With all the names that I matched, mm-hmm. Bobby Flacco would not have been the one I picked. So it was a real cool-ass feel-good moment that the SCI delivered this year. That's awesome,
4: man. I feel like that's what we were going for, for sure. Shocked everybody, including me, basically.
1: All right, let's get down to brass tacks. If you could pick anybody, who would be your first-round opponent in the SCI? Uh...
4: I didn't pick anybody on the last show. <laughs> I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll see. Let's we'll see who's, who all's, who was who all is in there, man. I'm not crazy about booking my own angles. I have a I have a, a I appreciate the spirit of what you're asking though. Um, I get that. I kind of like to get my hands on Eric if he if he pulls up. You know what I mean. Um, that would be a great rematch. Yeah, that'd be sick. Uh, I mean, but, you know, I'd like to get somebody I can learn something from, and Eric's definitely somebody like that. Um, but <laughs> we'll have to see who they're bringing in, man. Uh It'd be cool to wrestle somebody like one of the people they're bringing in from somewhere else, you know. That'd mean a lot to me.
1: I think that was probably one of the most mature answers I've ever heard. <laughs> Honestly, most people would have named off a name immediately. You, you wanted to face off with somebody you could learn something from. That's cool as fuck, dude. Yeah, yeah, no. for I mean,
4: you know, it's good to wrestle like a name or like, but those names are somebody you can learn from. You know what I mean? I feel like I just mm-hmm. said it a little better. Is
1: all <laughs> that's all. <laughs> Not necessarily. So, so, what are you looking for in the future? What are you What are you looking Where are you looking to go? I want to keep. I'm pretty. I, I don't know. I'm. I'm looking if I
4: want to find what my balance is right now because I'm. I'm like falling in love with this traveling shit. And I'm to the point where I'm not like taking wrestling bumps every day, training and shit like that. So then there be there comes like the monetary balance of it. But re- I just want to keep doing what I'm doing, man. I think that you know, I, you know, back when you start, you have like WWE or like TV, Tunnel Vision or whatever. Um, but I'm having a lot of fucking fun right now. Uh, but I definitely want to continue to grow my just my wrestling and my like brand for to not to be a fucking one of those guys. But, like, just keep growing and expanding and stuff like that and get on bigger shows and get my name in front of more people and travel more places. And I'm doing these, like, travel vlogs on YouTube. If you guys can check those out, like, that's that's something I see a big future into. And, like, seeing, the, like, the success I have in wrestling over six years makes me want to, like, start working on other stuff, too, while still doing wrestling. So I want to just keep growing with it, man. I need to travel more in wrestling, too, do up northeast. And there's a whole fucking shit ton of stuff going on up there. And I know if I just pull up for a week or two, I can make some noise. So, stuff like that, man.
1: That's awesome, dude. Uh, give us your plugs. Uh, what do you got going on? Uh, give us the socials. Anything you want us to follow or know about? Um, my uh, Let's see about
4: dates right now. I don't got nothing until Mania Week, and I'm just going to go out there and see what's up. I'm kind of like uh, – like stacking up a little bit. Cause after that mm. I got a Peru tour. I got a Chile, uh Peru, Argentina, Colombia, uh South America tour we putting together um with my guy Zinchi, who I went with to South America with last year. Uh loves like an, like, Yeah, he's a man, dude. Uh we're starting in like they're going to like Ecuador, but then I'm gonna meet him in like Colombia and then there's like a week or two in Peru. And then Chile is Chile. There's a shit ton of wrestling in Chile, man. It's uh Really? All the other all the other countries you can kind of there you can find it but you can go to chile and just work it's it's pretty sick that's city. awesome yeah i got that got that happening um obviously sei is a big date i'm looking forward to um that's july 14th or 15th i think um my my twitter is just bobby flacco wwa4 which is gonna have all that type of content but yeah i make the motocross shit tubes on there uh my YouTube is Bobby Flacco Four, and that's where, uh, that's where I'm really trying to invest a lot of longevity in. And that's, I think I'm, you know, I think if I put some effort into that, I can create some, something that's, that's worth something in the future there. Uh, my Instagram is Bobby Flacco Four. If, if there's two of them, but if it's the one that looks current, you know, there's one that looks old and there's one that looks new, you know? Uh, so check those out.
1: Anything y'all show love to. I appreciate it. All right, man. Um, Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, We're excited to see what you got going on in the future, and uh, good luck in the SCI, my my man. Thank you guys very much. Thanks for having me on.
2: Bill, I know the the MVPs of the week are coming up. I would like to save mine for last this week.
3: Absolutely. I will kick things off with, I guess, a
2: continuation
3: because my MVP of the week is Sean Campbell. Kid went out there and did some nutty shit. He did this one spot that was like the just the right level of like this is so fucking dumb that it works. He put a steel chair on his back and made shiny shoes duct tape it to him. <laughs> and I see the pictures of that, that was kind got of fun. up in the corner and was trying to do like a coffin drop on the other dude, but dude got up. In time and smacked his back chair with another steel chair and then chloroformed Sean. And <laughs> a little race As I one does
1: in a wrestling match.
3: As he, No, that's that dude's gimmick now, apparently, because then the next night he tried to chloroform Hoodfoot, but then he himself got chloroformed. Live by the chloroform, die oh. by the chloroform. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. But
3: Sean Campbell is my MVP for the week. Super proud of the kid. All right, Jake, who's your MVP? Well, you're all wrong because it's me. No, I'm just kidding. It's not. me
0: <laughs> I gotta keep the gimmick going. No. Um. Honestly, I have co-MVPs this week, and uh, I'm a little biased, but one of them's gonna be uh, Katie. And uh, the other one's going to be uh, Jack, or Asmo, as the work name goes at Ego. Like, they had their little spot that they did in the semi-main, and they became the spot of the match. Their, that whole match that they were involved in became a backdrop to the one spot that they had. And, like, it was, it was a nice little spot. And, you know, and, and getting to see people that are relatively fresh to the business still with that excitement and want to learn and want to get better part kind of makes me feel better better as like this commercial commercially old man that fucking hates everything and i'm like oh i remember those days when this shit was new and i didn't fucking hate everything i missed those days and getting to see somebody else do that you
2: know and yeah it just, definitely was a great spot i was watching from the back and the mon worth on the monitor and whoop. when she slapped her man everybody in that room was like oh shit Mm-hmm. Like she laid that motherfucker <clears throat> in, and you heard it pop. Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, damn,
0: and I don't know if if he's listening, but shout out to uh, the Rev for actually calling that fucking spot several days in advance in a different fucking town for them to do. Because I, I I love that he has. I don't know if he can necessarily call it taking Katie under his wing or not, but like there's a lot of his game that you can see in hers now and like i don't know one of my favorite things is anytime that twe has class you can if if they're not doing something in the ring currently katie's got the rev cornered and she's drilling him about like what can i do to be a better manager you know what what kind of shit should i be doing how can i not take away heat from who i'm with and add it to them while still generating heat and all this kind of stuff. And it's just like, I don't know. She's just become this little student, and it's it's fun to see. All right, JD.
1: My MVP of the week is going to be Roxanne Perez with her uh, heartbreak kid Shawn Michaels concussion spot.
3: Got her shit rocked by Mako.
1: Yo! Yo, that match was fucking dope. But Mako, Mako a whole the shit of out of her.
3: It. She don't have bad matches. To-
1: Yo, Miko Smedeta said more whooped the shit out of Roxanne Perez. I mean, it was just she survived that match, but it, I mean, it was a good showing, and uh, the the acting was top notch afterwards with the post concussion syndrome spot. Uh, and it, I feel like it's far enough away from when HBK did it that kids nowadays don't don't know about it. I mean, they've probably maybe seen it on YouTube, but or they're searching it on YouTube now because they they just saw it and people are comparing it to it. Did did, did you have? Flashbacks to that time Tiger Kid kicked you in the head.
3: Fuck you!
0: <laughs> oh no, I'm gonna
1: get
2: banhammered. <laughs> All
3: right, Jade or er, Shane?
2: Camel- My oh. MVP of the week is none other than Skunk Rocker,
1: Mister Monday Night.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what you did there. Can MVP still lose? He did lose. He did wrestle you last night in a different town. But it was... Different town, same results, huh? Yeah. But, to be fair, he killed it with you. He did just enough to get over. And I think I pulled him to the side. Well, you told him that I was coming to talk to him because I was you were like hey watch our match and then talk to skunk and i was like yeah and so me and skunk had a heart to heart and i told him some things that hopefully he uses and works on and some ideas for his character um i get like i said we get to listen to jake talk about these kids so it's kind of like i'm still in the know on progress and things that happen and and stuff like that so listening to what jake has told us and reading the things and watching the match that he shared and stuff like that it was a big improvement from that and so yeah i told him to just keep working on this stuff and to open his ears more and keep his mouth shut Mm. a lot more
0: and, I mean, begrudgingly, I will give the credit, like, it, it's it's hard to come into a place, I'm sure as we all know, to come into a place cold and get any kind of a fucking reaction, especially Ego, because they don't fucking know you don't give a fuck. And, I mean, he had people on his side, but at the same time, you're working with me, who basically fucking crucified the local fucking legend like he did a few months ago, but be that as it may. Like, they felt like they were getting something that they, they weren't paying for because Barry legitimately went on the mic and said, Oh, this is a fucking guy. That's got a bone to pick with you from Chattanooga and uh, puts TWE over. And is like, here he comes now. And fucking skunk fucking pegs it to the fucking ring and starts whooping my ass in the
2: street. And see and- when Barry cut that promo, this always goes back to th- something that I always tried to, in knoxville was work together with people and and stuff like that and barry puts over twe and and even told everybody there i i didn't count i don't know how many chairs were there i know it was standing room only he said hey if you got time to go to chattanooga and you want to watch some wrestling go to twe they put on an excellent show and you know, really established that and established skunk. And then you put him over the way you did in the match. And then the finish and all that stuff and, and all the little uh, stuff where you hiked your leg up and, you know, took a piss on him and, you know, just kicked dirt on him. Like it was good storytelling on your part with him. So kudos to you in that And also making him look good as well.
0: Well, the taking the whiz thing is just kind of a, I've been doing that against him because it's like he does an animal gimmick, right? So animals mark their fucking territory and then they try to bury it afterwards. So I was, it's just like a small, subtle storytelling beat that I was like, oh, this is not going to rise out of people if they.
2: But I picked up on that as well, you know, as a story, part of the storytelling, because I know what you're doing in Chattanooga. Yeah but they don't necessarily know, but you did it anyways. So that's
1: it. All right, man. Uh, cool. to have to put skunk over there. Thank you. Everybody for listening to our episode of not another podcast. And I hope you enjoyed this interview with Bobby Flacco. Jake, what do you do? Bring more outtakes.